Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 461, recorded on January 18th, 2024. On tonight's episode, we unlock business, Justin, with some sales numbers, talk about our favorite Nintendo games of 2023, and go over your questions. Jesse, you know what to do. And don't worry, Justin's here. He's just, you know, playing his game and, and we'll sorry, talk about sorry. what games we're playing I'm here, later. I'm here. Frick. I got distracted. <laughs> hey folks, what's going on? Justin Masson here with Nintendo Dads. I'm the host, host with the most who now has lost his voice. Um Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 461. Joining me is our usual cast of characters, minus one Marty Estes, making the buttons go down and the sounds go up. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jesse Waldeck. Jesse, how are you today, sir? Pretty good. Uh, I wanted to quickly talk about our dinner tonight. Um, so, oh, we have, so we have a thing in the, around the, the middle of January in the Kansas City area called Restaurant Week. Where, like, a, a lot of the, especially the higher end restaurants, will come up with an abbreviated menu at a slightly discounted price uh, to encourage more people to go out to try the restaurant. And if they like it, they would hopefully come back later. So, we where we went to tonight was like $55 uh, ahead for a three course meal. And I, I had like sea scallops with uh, lobster risotto. My son had, I think, crab cakes. My wife had uh, a Wagyu beef. Have you ever heard of this? Yeah, Wagyu beef, it's typically from Japan, as I recall, and the cow is, like, really taken care of and minded very well. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's they're, according to the Wagyu shop website, it's, it's they're from a specific breed of cattle called kuroge. Um, it's only found in Japan, and it's like really, the, the marbling is kind of a unique texture, and it's mm-hmm. really, they say it's really tender. Uh, so my son and I each had a bite of hers of her dinner, and my son I think described it best with, it's like chewing a marshmallow. It was so tender and good and i kind of wish i ordered that as a whole meal uh but i just wanted to share that 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 was amazing so again again looking at the yq shop uh website they they sell the imported cuts 
And yeah, we're, you're looking at like 150 to 200 dollars a pound. Wow. Wow. So yeah, this is very expensive and very very good beef. I'll probably never have a chance okay. to eat this again, but if I do, I'm definitely taking a chance at it. <laughs> nice. Fair enough. Now I'm hungry. Thanks, no Jesse. Kidding. That's a, that's a, you're welcome. That's pretty fantastic. <laughs> that does. That sounds absolutely great. Well, excellent. Speaking of a man who's not a piece of wagyu beef, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Timothy Off. Tim, how are you, Bell? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, just thankfully, it was a short work week for me because uh, our company had uh, Martin Luther King Day off. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it still felt like, and at times, a full work week because <laughs> of how busy it was. But um, for the most part, it was great, especially with uh, this week's latest release. It was a lot of fun gaming-wise, too. So, Yeah, we'll talk about that latest release that you're kind of Im- implying a little bit later. Maybe one of the reasons I was so distracted uh, <laughs> was because I was I, you showed me some things that I needed to learn. But ladies and gentlemen, uh, that is for later in the show. Uh, Mr. Marty Estes is not able to join us today, so it's us three. I would say the most three handsome of the Nintendo dads is your co-pilots today, so we're excited to be here. We're going to jump right into our news, and of course, let's press the button. And the news is brought to us by, well, Manscaped. I'm going to talk about them in our ad ad break later. But of course, the news is really brought to us by you, by all of our fantastic folks over at patreon.com slash Nintendo Dads, where for as little as a dollar a month, you can help keep this dumpster fire on the the road and, and going every single month. We greatly appreciate your support. We appreciate over the 100 supporters on Patreon that support us there. You can also support us over on Twitch as well. And ladies and gentlemen, this is... This is our 10-year anniversary. This year, Nintendo Dad celebrates 10 years in episode 500. Uh, We greatly appreciate your support for everything that we do, and we are excited to bring you some amazing things coming up in 2024. We have got uh, a pipeline of ideas uh, to celebrate with you, and so we greatly, if you've never joined, maybe now's the time to join so you can get into our Discord. You can get all that additional content there. We had Fantasy Critic, uh, uh, our Fantasy Critic League started off this year uh, last weekend, which was fantastic. We're excited to jump in that. You've got the Chubby Bracket. There's so much content. And by the way, as a perk, uh, if you are a Patreon subscriber, you get an ad-free version of the show, which means you get zero ads. Maybe that's worth your dollar. I don't know. But nonetheless, I digress, folks. Patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads. All right, let's jump into the news. It's not a lot, folks. It's January, <laughs> and it's pretty quiet. But boy, the way, by the way, we have got some fantastic news items about some sales. Tim, you kind of teed me up on this one earlier. Why don't you uh, share with the wonderful folk what, what do we got to talk about? Sure. Uh, so we got some sales numbers from MPD for December and basically what happened over the year 2023. And I found the in- some interesting information in here. So we'll go over it and see what it sparks for you guys. And then uh, I'll talk about what I thought too. Starting off first, past December, um, we got, you know, everybody's buying a lot of games, either last minute for Christmas shopping or they're spending their Christmas money, whatever. However, there was games bought. So number 10 is our all-time favorite game that's been probably in the top 10 for the past seven years now, and that's Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I think it missed a month. Did it? <laughs> I think October I it fell think, off. Yeah, I think we reported that. Like, it was the first time in, like, six years yeah. that it was not in the top 10. Right. 
So, but I mean, in December at least, probably. So, but yeah, yeah. There's the holidays, that. the holiday shoppers brought it back up with the yes, bundles for sure, and the bundles. Yep. Another game, number nine. This is available on the Switch, but on other systems. NBA Two K Twenty Four, Mortal Kombat One, EA Sports FC Twenty Four, coming at seven. At number seven, yes, and then number six is Avatar: Frontiers of Pandora. I uh, was. Let's take a pause. We got, I was actually shocked about where that landed. Yeah, um, and I think there's a lot of people, including uh, Drew on the uh, Dad's Up for Dark show. He's been playing this and Solo something, I think, because yeah. he really loves Avatar. So we got a lot I of did, people in our community playing it. Yeah, like I, I think, um, you know, what I oh, heard wait, a we lot have of... we have a first look of it actually. Sorry to interrupt, but I, okay. know, no, let's no. play. Because uh, Solo did that for us. He did yeah, that on Solo, his PlayStation. Solo is good stuff. You know what I'm saying? He's like, yeah. you know, well, well done. Well done <laughs> um, I think this is interesting, right? Because, I mean, Avatar, Ubisoft sometimes, you know, has that like, oh, it's it's, it's just it's just blue, blue Far Cry, right? Was sort of the the statement that we heard a lot of. Um, but for in and, and it to not be a pre-established franchise, like it's an IP that's known, mm-hmm. but it's not a pre-established franchise. And I also like, we're going to talk about another sales number here when we get to three here. That's like, well, that totally makes sense. Avatar is a good IP. Like people know Avatar, but it doesn't have, I think, the cultural penetration of something like Harry Potter, right? Or Star Trek or Star Wars or well, like the it's big- also only had what, two movies in 12 years. Yeah. Right. I mean, sure. It's got a it's got a theme park. Right. And but and so like they do a <laughs> lot of Harry Potter did seven movies in that time. Yeah, they do a lot of like promotion, on it, but I've never had like someone who's like, man, I'm just like foaming at the mouth for Avatar. Right. right. And so I think it's it's interesting to see it place at number uh, six. Sorry. Sorry. Six, I'll yeah. let you continue. No, it's. Uh, I think it's a good opportunity to talk about these these top or these back five before we get to the top five. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to remind that any Nintendo games, this is physical only, does not include digital, but PlayStation and Xbox do include digital for comparisons. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And then uh, to kind of go back over some things, there's something I'm really excited about is that EA Sports, the FC24 game, their soccer game, since they had rebrand that, did really well still. Mm-hmm. So that was good to see. And plus that was on the Switch. I'm excited about that, that we got a, you know, their Frostbite engine that they said they couldn't get to work on the Switch eventually to work. And we got that sports game, which I'm hoping, if not with the current, switch at least with the successor we'll get some other ea sports games on the successor with that coming over so um yeah and then of course mario kart 8 we talked about you know always showing up on usually these lists so but for december it makes sense all right and then we go into the top five which starting with number five is marvel spider-man 2 which is another bundled game with if anybody got a playstation in a lot of cases um they had a couple bundles, and one of them was the Spider-Man bundle. Uh, and then the Hogwarts Legacy was number four. Um, yeah. And we'll talk about overall in a minute, but let me just mention this. Overall for 2023, Hogwarts Legacy was number one overall. Yes, so I'd have great. to say they did pretty well <laughs> for that game. Yeah, um, that's that's pretty, pretty incredible. Yes. So much and for it, all those calls to boycott the game. And the, it helped that they did a good job on it on Switch too, I think. So Switch. Sorry, also. question, and, and maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe my timing's wrong. So keep me honest here. Didn't like Hogwarts Legacy came on the Switch obviously last month? It was or November, right? November. Yeah. yeah. 
Wasn't it released in 2020? Like, no, it was like February 23 or something. Yeah, like it was that. early February? 2023. Okay. I was like, it was really early. Okay. Okay. Got it. Okay. Yep. And we had to wait for it on the Switch. Yeah. Marty played it on the PlayStation. Right. And well, really enjoyed it there. He's so. not a real true Nintendo fan. I've been telling you guys that for years. <laughs> Madden NFL 24 was number three. And Super Mario Bro- Bros. Wonder was number two. And Call of Duty Modern Warfare was three was number one. Yeah, not a sh- not a shock there about about Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Like right. We typically see when they chart, they are typically the top of the chart. Right. I think last year we, you know, we shared some information. And I think they were like, I think we did the exact same conversation we're having today. Yes. But they were like, and eh, number one is Call of Duty. By the way, they <laughs> only had seven weeks to get there and yet they did it. Right. And so, well, that's also why I wanted to bring their player up, base only plays that game. <laughs> well, but I also wanted to bring up too that um, for December, you know, being number two, Super Mario Brothers Wonder was number two, was pretty good. Yeah. So that's, that's fantastic. So I, I, I'm going to suspect, yeah, people, people are putting that under the Christmas tree or, Hey, I'm picking that up. You know, and I, I think I'd said to you guys last week when I was talking to folks about like, cause, I, cause I'll get texts, right? Hey, I'm, mm-hmm. it's Christmas time. What should I be getting my kids? What game? Yeah. Uh, what games? Right. And, uh, and so my response, uh, my, my one, two punch was you get them super Mario wonder and you get them Disney illusion Island. And let me tell you, you won't hear a sound from your children for hours. <laughs> right. The most peaceful Christmas morning possible. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's, that's great for great thing for wonder. No, no doubt. Wonder got so many just positive reviews afterwards. Again, I, and I right. agree with this as well. Yes. And speaking of hardware, uh, Nintendo switch was number two on the, uh, hardware list for December. Yep. And Sony PlayStation was five and Xbox was number three. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty aligned with I think what we what we've seen from the industry. A couple of things, right? Uh, Sony made a very uh, very not bold statement, but was very um, open and transparent this this year, especially coming into the holiday season, that their supply chain uh, constraints were were no more. Right, mm-hmm. and their statement was right. like, if you are looking for a PlayStation Five, you should definitely be able to find a PlayStation Five. P.S. Have you played our new Spider Man game? Right. So <laughs> right. I think I so I I don't think this is shocking at all, and I and I mean. Finding PlayStation Fives now in the wild is is pretty pretty easy uh, as as we're as we're finding those things. Yeah, when I got up to go when we went out shopping and we had to make a stop at Best Buy and I saw a wall of PlayStation Fives, I figured, oh yeah, I think I think that drought of PS Fives is over. <laughs> yeah, yep, exactly. And then you said number two in the Nintendo Switch. Yes. Um, and then number three, Xbox X and X. This is this is sort of the. Um, I, I, I'm going to be honestly, I'm actually a little bit shocked that Nintendo isn't three and that Xbox is two. Right. Um, and I'll just tell you like my own perspective around that. I think like I'm, I'm shocked, but I'm not shocked if that makes sense. Um, I'm not, I'm not sad or mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> right. Because I mean, really Xbox, like the switch is seven years old, right? Like the, yeah. the, cultural saturation mark for xbox or sorry switch is high right so i i would love to know what the actual like numbers here on these hardwares hardware is um but i think it just kind of speaks to like xbox xbox has been kind of blunt there they're not winning this generation they're in third and i think we've seen you know we've talked about that change in strategy that they're having now which is like hey we want to get our. We want to get our. We're, we're becoming just a very big publisher really now at this point like they're not they're not getting out of the hardware game but like 
hey, we want to make sure our games are on every platform available, every screen available. Jesse, don't fall asleep yes. on me. I see you. I see you closing your eyes. I see you waddling. <laughs> don't do that. You have buttons I'm to press. Trying um, to find the actual numbers here. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Good job, buddy. Uh, yeah. So I, 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 I think. I, I don't mean to be a jerk here. And, and Xbox fans, and you're going to send them, send your angry emails to martyestis at nintendodads.com. Um, <laughs> yep. By the way, I know y'all used my email address a couple weeks ago on the send your HR complaints. And I was like, you son of a <laughs> bee. Um, I think it speaks to the health of the Xbox, of Xbox in general. Um, and, and I think that they're they're struggling right they're struggling to find that voice i think they're struggling to make compelling reasons i think for for owning the product um i could be wrong and i'm sure the xbox drive or our good friends over at um game pass tracker i was like what's it called now game pass tracker uh sean (laughs) yes uh, and nick probably have some very strong opinions against countering against me but uh yeah that's disappointing for sure yeah, there's no dollar amounts there. Okay. I thought there were right. in that chart, but no. Not Jim, the ones I was want, looking at. You want to run us down our top 20, top 20 best-selling games of 2023 in yeah. the U.S. Actually, I just did like the top 10, and then I noted a few things after 10 that I'll bring okay. up. So, yeah. Um, but uh, we started, like I said, number one was Hogwarts Legacy for 2023, which mm. is phenomenal. And, and it makes sense because it's a great game. And this, yeah, so why don't we go number one and number two? Because this is very interesting. And Call of Duty is number two, yes. Modern Call of Duty Warfare is typically three. number one. Yes, this is typically the third one. number one. And did I see a tweet recently that EA said that Hogwarts Legacy sold 22 million copies? Or something like might that. have. Something ridiculous. That's makes sense. And that's they were probably why we're getting, it. yeah, they, it might make, it makes sense because they also announced the DLC with that too, right? So, mm-hmm. or around mm-hmm. the same time because they got DLC yep. coming. And they should be gloating about it, right? So Right. Yep. So, and then of course, number three is Madden NFL 24. So of course, Madden's up there with, that's what we usually see, Call of Duty, Madden, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Number four was Marvel's, so this is Nintendo's and Sony's. Two games coming at four and five. Marvel Spider-Man 2 is at number four. And number five was Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. That was Nintendo's number one game of the year. Now, remember uh, what I said about physical versus digital? Yes. Yeah. It <laughs> would have beat all of these, or, like, or at least close. <laughs> like, uh, come on, Nintendo. Do me a favor. Do me a favor and just, like, combine them. So right. Actually see the numbers. With it only being physical, it's still number five. So, and then number six was Diablo 4. And then Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 was number seven. Interesting. Mortal Kombat 1 at eight. Star Wars Jedi Survivor 9. And EA Sports at FC 24 at 10. Now, interestingly enough, just beyond that, number 11, Starfield, actually sold pretty well at number 11 for 2023. Oh, no, they're t- including all those little $30 add-ons. So people can play it from their Game Pass three That's days earlier. That's a good earlier. question. Yeah. Is that, do they count that as a sale? <laughs> That's a good question. Number 12, and this is this is where I thought it was really interesting because of it coming out in November, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, or Bros. Wonder, came out, is at number 12 on the best-selling games of 2023 in the U.S. It's not number bad. 12. 
Not and bad. It's all, it was only out for a month and a half. <laughs> and, and physical only. And physical only, yes. And then uh, jumping down to 19, you got Mario Kart 8. It was number is number 19 on the list in 2023. And then Minecraft was number 20. Nice. Interesting. Interesting. Anything else stand out for you for those? Uh, mainly the, the Mario wonder, you know, being number 12 on, you know, being only physical and only out for a month and a half at number yeah. 12 of the year. What I thought that was re- very interesting and very cool to see. Yeah. Um, but all the usual sus- suspects, it appears, is on the list, except for Hogwarts Legacy, obviously being, you know, number, number one. Yeah. So kudos to them for getting there. Anything you guys saw on the lists that stand out to you guys? Oh, and Starfield, sorry, being number 11. I thought yeah. that was, hopefully that means something good for them. I, yeah, I, I read nothing I, else. <laughs> you know, I wonder, I wonder, sorry, I was just thinking of Starfield. I wonder, like, how the game, how game pass tracks their how that number turns into this do you know what i mean so like with starfield we're tracking digital and physical sales but like what is the subscriber usage on starfield do you know what i mean like i think i think yeah. they There's, said it's, it's, didn't they say that over 12 million people have played it doesn't yeah. give a break of how many bought it versus, bought game, it versus pass game pass it. yeah i think this is this is sort of like the the challenge with these sort of data sets and i think also with like how um, and you use the word like filtered. Yeah. Each of these variables could be right. Um, and I think and, we would so have a lot of fun with these num with these this data, if you will, yeah. if we could play with it. You know, like find dig into it. How does the da- data come in? How can we look yeah. at the list if we filter out, like you said, the uh, digital versus pro- um um physical sales yeah you know and all that kind of stuff or or is it does it count subscription sales yeah like like all of a sudden if 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 you know in a couple of weeks from now nintendo puts out like hey by the way tears of the kingdom sold 35 million units right mm-hmm. you're like okay well that's physical and digital then right oh that changes that list right yes but, it does. but on this reporting list it doesn't change the list because it's only reporting one thing so there's a lot of like filters and i think that I think I think there's definitely and and you can you know when like a when a game has exceeded the expectation or done very well because you will get like the game goes out on Friday and like Monday there's a PR drop of like there are 12 million players on Starfield thanks for exploring <laughs> right. the universe with us you're like yeah you're okay you're happy yep right who was it was it one of the one of the Pokemon games were like we sold like 15 million copies in three days, like something like, and ridiculous yeah. like that. I think, I, think it, like, I think it was Scarlet and Violet. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I'd called it. Nintendo was doing the same thing when tears, of the kingdom came out too. I was like, yeah, we're going to see a tweet on Monday. We, and and we did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Welcome the, you know, 13 million people who are playing this weekend. You're like, Whoa. <laughs> that's incredible. So, but it also makes me wonder, like anytime I remember I had to pull together data and create a report, I had to create, uh, I had to base the data on like information. Yeah. So if one, if you're able to report on PlayStation having both physical and digital sales, why pull it together with everything else that may not have those same numbers? Mm-hmm. You know, like have have a list that's just physical, to, or if you can pull out those numbers, unless they just provide the numbers together, and that's why you can't. Yeah. You know, maybe they maybe PlayStation just gives you. A, Here's the numbers for everything, and that's the number you get. Yeah. We're not going to split it out, so maybe that's why. Yeah. But 
I, I don't know. I just like dissecting data, I guess. So, <laughs> all right. Yep. That's all for the numbers. So okay. the next thing is on the game developer conference. Yeah. Well, tell us more about the game developer conference then. So game developer conference surveyed over 3000 developers that say that 8% of them are currently working on a game for the Nintendo switch successor with 32% of them saying they are excited about the successor. Does that mean we have almost 250 broken NDAs? <laughs> Probably. Right. Awesome. Great. No, no names on it. So we don't know who said it, but yeah. But it's interesting. Why is it only 32% saying they're excited about the successor? Maybe, maybe it's like, hey, we don't, we don't, we don't know, or I don't know. Yeah, or the developer just could be an Xbox only shop or a PlayStation only yeah, shop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, hey, uh, hey, Phil Spencer, you excited? Get out of here. Piss off, right? So, um, <laughs> could be. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I, you know, I think that the thing I am the most curious about is the first two years of the six, Switch successor. Um, because I think, you know, we had heard earlier or late last year, like EA, not EA, I apologize, Activision Blizzard, maybe it was EA also, who was like, yeah, we totally missed the boat. We should have been there earlier and we weren't and we were sort of playing catch up and that wasn't great. EA was, was first. Right. EA was, was first, then Activision okay. came okay. in later. Yep. I sort of wonder who's like, yeah, let's not let's not miss that boat. Right. Let's yeah. right. make sure we're ready. Yeah, the, of course, this also has, you know, Wii U had the same thing. There was a lot of developers who said they were excited about it, yeah. but a lot of them went bye-bye really quick. Yeah. So I think it'll be very interesting to see. And this, you know, this is why I think, you know, if you look at our predictions from last week, there were some like, like I predicted Final Fantasy VII Rebirth or whatever the, the one from last year is, right? Like, mm -hmm. why not? Like, I'm sure Square would be like, man, we'd love to get this on on a platform like that. Because by the way, it's money in our pockets too, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I think you're going to see a lot more of these third parties saying like, if we can make our game work, we're going to make our game work. Right. Um, and I also think this is sort of like why we sort of starting to see some of the third party or, or double A um, games starting to like not come to the Switch that you're like, well, shouldn't that be coming to the Switch? And they're like, I think um, Jesse or Persona 3. Persona 3. Reloaded, was a great yep. example of like, come on, come on. Persona 5 is on the Switch. You're going to tell me 3 Reloaded can't come on the Switch? I think I think there are some publishers and developers who are making decisions who are like, we're just going to hold. We're just going to hold for the Switch 2 and then we'll just put it there. It'll be fine. Um, I would be curious if uh, if GTA 6 hits the Switch. That would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It I don't know. Depend, yeah. That would be. Because I I had my speculation and I could it's just a guess. I have no knowledge of this at all. Just speculation is that sometimes when we get remakes from a company or remasters or whatever, like Red Dead Redemption, that's me that's that's the developer telling me that they are getting used to the software and development mm. for that system. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to release something else because now they got the feel for that system. Yeah. Yeah. So between I, I, that and Rockstar's, you know, Batman game, you know, yeah. so it's like, yeah, is there something there, else coming? <laughs> I think for some companies, there's definitely like a low hanging fruit, right? Like, yeah. Hey, we've heard, can can it work right? Is there some money for us in in these in them hills, so to say, right? We can <laughs> right. make this sort of work relatively easy and and scale properly. And again, I'm 
I'm not a game developer, so let me be very clear. I don't think like snap a finger. It's, it's drag and drop a file and you're good to go. Yeah, it's not <laughs> that totally, this right I, over here. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand why you don't release the game, right? Like, I totally understand that. But I but I do think you're probably right of developers kind of being like, is there an appetite for our, if mm-hmm. uh, for our game? And is there an audience? And let's get comfortable. What does this look like? How could like, how could, could this work? Just because we're great. All right. Start off with something that it's like, Hey, let's take this game that we got over here. That's can we remaster it or repurpose it? So it works well on the switch. Let's test that out. See if we can get our feet wet with the tools on the switch and then go from there is, you know, is what I like to think. I have to ask a developer that sometime. If we ever, we will have to ask that question, get an interview. If I can remember that. So, yep, that's what we got going on in the Game Developers Conference survey. So, nice. and then next up is just the release and updates where we've got uh, out now, we got the Golden Sun and Golden Sun Lost Age games from the NSO. Mm-hmm. And then out soon is, for those who like shmups, the Legend of Steel Empire, which is an updated version of the shmup Steel Empire, which was on the Sega Mega Drive, GBA, and 3DS. And it'll be $25. Coming out on January 23rd. And then another code recollection, which comes out tomorrow. Tomorrow. So that's tomorrow. Yep. Almost now. I guess it depends on maybe, when you're yeah, listening maybe, to this. <laughs> maybe it comes out today or tomorrow or yesterday or last Friday. Right. Depending so on maybe when you listen to this, keep an eye on our YouTube channel. Hopefully, we'll have a. Uh, if you're listening live, it's. It releases in an hour and a half. <laughs> Way Just, to destroy the magic of podcasting, Jesse. <laughs> Justin, you listened. You did a demo. You yeah. did a video on the demo. Yeah. Um, and I played the demo. What did you I think? think? Jesse, did you play the demo? I have not. Okay. Uh, I enjoyed it. I really liked it because uh, I thought this. I enjoyed it because of the story. Um, and I think the demo... I always like it when the demo will carry your save over, yes. especially if it's a long yes. game. Can we like applause that? <laughs> More games do that. Right. So did anything carry over from the Prince of Persia demo? No. no. It was a slice. Uh, it was a slice. But I mean also, thank you, Ubisoft. Yay. Yeah. Those you know, we talked about this, I think, a little bit last time about the that demo yeah, only being a slice. Yeah, I mentioned during the pre-show that you start with 15 arrows instead of whatever normally you start with, and you started with six uh, amulet slots, yeah. where I saw screenshots of someone only having four. So, again, you start with less than that. Yeah, it was so funny. So, the demo you our, beefs, you, beefs you up a little bit. Yeah. When you mentioned it in our pre-show, and I was like, wait, hold on. How how big was the demo? I was like, <laughs> how far was, how did you get that far? But um, I think the demo is great for in that instance for people on the fence, you know, like yeah. not sure about it. Like, what kind of game is it? Do, am I going to be I don't usually like Metroidvanias, but this game sounds cool. Yeah. Let me try it out. And again, for context, folks, that's Prince of Persia that we're talking about right there. Yes. Prince of Persia. Uh, in regards to another code recollection that Tim and I both played. Um, yeah, we'll have some coverage of that. But like I was I was interested because, Tim, you had you had mentioned you were like, I played. I really liked it. And I was, it was funny, was during Christmas break, I was like, we, we need to put some content on the Nintendo Dads channel. <laughs> uh, and uh, I've got a free afternoon, so let's play this and see what happens. I really, like, by the end of that, I was like, oh, I oh, this is really good. This is Yeah, cool. it's a very intriguing a, story. Yeah, and not a game that I would typically play, um, but I was definitely, like, I was I was hooked. I, I think the demo was like an hour and a bit, and I was like, this is super cool, and it carries over. Okay, yeah, I'm key. I'm, yep, we're going to go ahead with this one here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was really, really into it. As a matter of fact, like so much so that I, 
I'm looking to get it as well. Right. And, and yes. you know, Tim will, Tim will be our, our lead content creator on that one. But uh, yeah, the thing I was, I struggle with, I don't know about you, Tim, spoiler alert for those of you that haven't played the demo. So if you haven't, you're like super want to go in unattached to anything like pause for a minute. All right. Or fast forward a minute. Don't pause. Cause if you pause a minute, you're just <laughs> in the exact same spot. This conversation is all right. So fast right. forward a minute. The stool, Tim. The stool. Oh yeah, yeah. And the oh, like the gyro thing, like that. I was that almost made me like stop playing. I was like, this is, this is so frustrating. But <laughs> oh yeah, I imagine because yeah, this was a DS game, and then the second game was on the Wii. So you're gonna have like I was motion controls going on. Thought I was like, do I need to pull my switch out and do this? Like I like I don't like it. Just angered me. It just frustrated me. Yeah, it was very. That particular puzzle was frustrating because I couldn't get the angle yes, to be able to get the keys to drop out of the slot. So yeah. of this, the, the stool, but I felt really proud of knowing that stool had the keys like before any hints came up. It was like, I bet you there's something to do with the stool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then sure enough. So yeah, that's a, I like the the puzzle aspects of it, and that's why I think I was getting into it. Plus, the story kept feeding me to want to yeah. know more. I found so. the story compelling. I thought the VO was good. I thought the puzzles were were challenging, um, and I love the kind of comic book looks it had at times. And yeah. I was like, yeah, this is like not my typical kind of game, but like, hey, I'm going to explore a genre here that I don't typically explore. Let's give this a shot. Um, so narrative puzzle solver, I guess, is kind of what it may be, be called, right? So, so looking forward to that. And yeah. uh Playing some of that would be good. It'll be a good um, thing to play in between that and the fast-paced Metroidvania of uh, Prince of Persia. Hundred percent. So, and then out later is the Ace Combat Seven Deluxe Edition coming out July eleventh, which was announced this week. And I'm really excited about this because, kind of like, uh, well, it falls along the lines of like when Burnout was announced to come out, and some, you know, like even Batman, all those different types of games that have been out on other systems for a while. Ace Combat Seven has been out on other systems for a while, and I've been, I've had it on my wish list on those systems for a while because I love Ace Combat games, and I was excited to see this coming to the Switch. And it looks from the videos, it looks good. So I'm hoping, you know, we we got a good port of it. We're getting all original content, and it's also going to have the multiplayer between two to eight players. Uh, so a lot of dogfights. Not sure if it's just local or and or online, but we'll find out more about that soon. And then you also get six DLC packs and bonuses from the original game that's included in this deluxe edition. So nice. needless to say, I'll probably be, be getting it here on the Switch <laughs> when yeah. it comes out to be able to play it uh, portably. So that's it for all the game releases and news. Let's go on to our ad break. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. 
However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Folks, support Nintendo Ads is brought to you by Manscaped. Fantasy football champs, our friends at Manscaped want to congratulate you on making it to the 2024 playoffs. As for the rest of you, well, the fantasy gods have spoken, and it's time to shave off the didn't make the cut playoff beard. No more hiding behind facial hair. Embrace the clean slate with Manscaped's beard hedger. Be, uh, because nothing should be as unruly as your failed trade strategies. Embrace victory and join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our special offer. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, for 20% off and free shipping. Again, that's manscaped.com, NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, for 20% off and free shipping. Big thanks to Manscaped for their continued support of us into 2024. And folks, they are the absolute best in in um, beard products. Uh, we love them. Absolutely do. Beard Hedge Tro Pro Trimmer, or the sorry, the the Beard Hedger that we're talking about here is an, is, a, is an amazing product. And they got a fantastic kit that comes with moisturizers and comes with some lotions and a big uh, brush for your beard. And the, the thing I like about the the beard trimmer as there's like different settings by every like 0.5 that you can alter it to for your length to keep it nice and trim and tight. Um, I want to grow a beard just so I can use that, uh, <laughs> that, that product. And I, I'm going to be honest with you with all the products that Manscaped sent me. That's the one that I think like the lotion smelt the best. Like it was like the oil smelt amazing. I was like, I want a beard to use these amazing things that I gave it to a friend of mine. Cause he actually has a beard and I don't. And he just, he's every time he messaged me, he's like, what's that promo code again? I'm like, the promo code is NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S for 20% off and free shipping, Chris. You know how this works, buddy. Come on. <laughs> so don't be like Chris. Use that promo code. And again, big thanks. Tell to him to use the hygiene, peak hygiene program. Yeah, you for sure. About it. So, but yeah, and then they also have the, uh, uh, I forget what they call it, but the, cause I don't have that one, but you, I think you have it. The, the, uh, not oh, the, trimmer, the, but the, the, the Handyman, compact handyman, handyman. Yeah, yes. Yeah, that is like when I come in here with that baby face look. That is directly because of that thing. Uh, this right now is a is a lack of just. It was too early in the morning. I want to try to wake up at six a.m. this morning. Right. So yeah, but, but Jesse again, you use that too, and because you got your goatee and you you use yeah. the sides. Right? I use it on the sides. It works nice. Yeah. yeah. B- big thanks to Manscaped. All right, let's jump into the let's discuss. Like, I don't want to call it, but like we're 30 minutes into the show and we're just like buzzing by. Um, I don't want to think. Oh, like you Marty. just jinxed us now. Marty's the problem, jinxed. maybe. I don't know. Well, no, you just jinxed us now. All right. We're jinxed. We're jinxed. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Tim, what's our what is our topic? Let's discuss. Yeah, uh, we we talked about a couple weeks ago. We talked about our top Nintendo games of 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought it'd be a good opportunity to talk about some of those games we play on other systems, uh, whether it be PC, Xbox, or PlayStation. What are some of the top games you played? It doesn't have to be in any specific order, but just call out some of those games you had fun with in 2023 and maybe even carried over into 2024. But for the most part, what you got? <laughs> Sorry, uh, uh, you don't have to get choked up about it. I, you know, <laughs> Jesse, like you got anything? Air. We'll let Justin catch his breath here oh. without swallowing more air. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't. 
think I played it on Xbox much, other than just you know some sample, some game sampling with on Game Pass. But the the game I played the most on PlayStation, and I've mentioned this before, would be Vegas Ultimate. That's the VR poker game that I've been playing. I yeah. still I log in nightly at least to get spin the wheel and collect my daily bonus. And I normally try to do one at least one tournament a night. If I do well, that could last an hour. If I don't do well, I could be out in two hands. <laughs> right. So is that would that be your number one PlayStation game because of how much you played it, or would there be something else? Yeah, I would say that would be my number one. There's a few other games I've played earlier on before that before Vegas Ultimate. Vegas Infinite launched that I don't even remember much. Like uh, uh, Townsman VR was pretty good, but that was kind of doesn't have a lot of replay value unless you really want to go for the all those achievements, which I kind of didn't care about. <laughs> but there's still I, I did enjoy my playthrough on that. Gotcha. But for non VR PlayStation games, again, I don't think I played much. Excellent. Justin, how about you? What you got on your Xbox? Yeah, I'm going to explore more Thief. You you froze a bit there. Are you still there? More Thief. Nope, he's not there. (laughs) It it, it just doesn't want to let him talk about his Xbox, I guess. (laughs) All right, I'll talk about mine a little bit while while he's trying to get... Oh, there it goes. It dropped. All right, so he'll be back in a moment, but I'll talk about one of the games I've been playing um, into 2024, and that's Boulder's Gate 3, uh, which I've been playing on PC. Actually, which is interesting, is um, my PC probably would not be able to handle Boulder's Gate 3 very well, so I still bought it, and I'm playing it through NVIDIA's uh, GeForce Cloud Gaming. uh, GeForce Now. Uh, so I've been playing it through Steam. You know, I bought it through Steam. Um, so I've been using Steam through their their uh, cloud version of their. But you, but you've been playing it as a streaming game. Yeah. So it's been I've been playing it and I have no problems. Play it through the browser. In fact, I can't even get the doggone Windows app to work correctly there. But I've been using the GeForce Now through the through a Chrome tab, playing through their streaming and plays just fine and i've been playing with multiplayer with uh shannon and sam so uh that third strongest mole from sam uh from retro logic and then shannon who's helped me do friday night nso sometimes with chris um and he's also does some of our uh videos for us so but yeah i've been playing boulders gate 3 in there so that's one of my top games for sure of 2023 on other systems all right, Justin, sounds like you're back. I'm back. What back what you got? Back. What uh, were you going to yeah. say? No, I was going to say, like, I think, you know, my Xbox was really interesting this last year. It was my first year with it. Um, and my Xbox, people are going to hate me for this. My <laughs> Xbox primarily became my call, my call of duty, I apologize, my Fortnite and Overwatch um, platform. Um, because every Monday night I game with my friend, we play online games and that's what we play. Um, and just the experience there was so much stronger than on the switch. Like the graphics were the fidelity right. was just, 
stronger and easier. I did have some opportunity to play some some Xbox games, a couple of them that stood out for me this last year. Uh, and one of them that's coming to the Switch, I think you should all check out, is Planet of Lana. Lana. That one is a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. Somerville was another one I called that I thought that was going to be coming to the Switch. It didn't. Nice. Um, but a couple of those games were, yeah, those were, those were sort of the games that really interested me. Um, you know, still have us, you know, still have the Xbox, but I think I'm still very much drawn to the the switch console and in xbox is primarily sort of the hmm i really can't get that anywhere else and i really want to try something very unique experience um i only had like game pass for i think a month or whatever for my subscription to give it a shot but uh yeah and i i played luna a couple like twice just to try it out and it was okay i actually thought about picking up um avatar pandora on luna just to give it a shot uh as well but i did chose not to pull that trigger yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. how Drew, that's how drew's playing it yeah so excellent yeah those were sort of the games i, I played i didn't I, you know i didn't really venture off from switch actually that that much um again i think it's sort of like i didn't find anything else that compelling if that makes sense do you know what i mean that wasn't like, like it's like yes i could play this over there on on uh stadia oh stadia uh, i could play this over on the xbox but like i got so much over here on the switch that like I think like last year, and I think also my methodology changed, right? I was completing mm-hmm. games more. And so when I was playing games, I wanted to play games that I was putting time into to complete them. And so I think that that change also sort of forced my hand of where I was playing games, if that makes sense, yes. right? If I have time, I'm playing on Switch because we've got content out or a review or I've got to finish it for the next thing. So it's sort of like there was nothing on Xbox that was pulling me um, right. that way. I found myself playing more games on PC Cause I think I was trying to get away from, I mean, there was, I did play sea of stars a lot on my PlayStation five. So yeah. that's where I spent a lot of time there playing that game. So, um, and that's available on the switch as well. Um, but I played it on PlayStation because I had, I got it through, uh, their PlayStation plus program. So right. since I got it through there, I didn't have to get it through my switch. Otherwise I probably would have bought it. Actually, I still bought it for my Switch now because Jesse posted that it was for sale <laughs> for the physical version, Sea of Stars. Mm. Uh, and I pre-ordered that. So I will be getting it on Switch still physically um, because that was my game of the year last year. Yeah. Uh, but I played that on the Switch because I got the Kickstarter code from that. Yeah, because you and Justin kickstarted it. Yep. So yep. nice. And then, uh, but yeah, mo- mainly on PC, it seemed like I was playing a lot of stuff like uh, um, Magic the Gathering Arena was another game that I played a lot of throughout 2023. So I could play some magic gathering there. And then, uh, Marvel snap on my phone. <laughs> yeah. I was playing with Marvel snap too. Yeah. So every now and then I play a few games on my phone and it actually, I have, uh, since I got the backbone, um, for my phone, I've, I downloaded chrono trigger and played that a bit on there. And, and, yes. and it's, actually got controls that I can use there. And it was a lot of, it's, it's like, Ooh, this is fun. I could play that on this, my phone. So, so yeah, those, those are a lot of my top games for 2023 outside of the Nintendo switch. Nice. It was a great year for gaming for gamers. Yes, for sure. For gamers. There was a lot of content that you could, per, you could get a hold of. Oh, on Starfield. I did a dabble a bit on that on the Xbox as well. So I had, I had a friend, he got Starfield on his, uh, he had downloaded on his PC or whatever, and he was trying to get me to play. And I was like, no, no, <laughs> not doing that. I'm not doing I it. Got, I got as far as you can sit in a cockpit and fly a ship. And I'm like, I don't know how to fly this ship. And that, yeah. that's when I shut it down. 
<laughs> you just let you're just lost in space now on I'm just floating out there. <laughs> just flying around. Or actually you're not even you're just seeing wherever you go because you're not flying. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but that's that's it. I just wanted to see what you guys had yeah, for uh, other stuff. So yeah, good discussion. Let's move on to events. Do it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, we got the table that happens every third Friday of the month at 10 p.m. Eastern. The community gets together at the table to discuss whatever is on everyone's mind. That's we usually call it the dinner table because it's, you know, usually at night for most of us. But I call it the table because it could be any time of the day we get together at the table. And if you want to join in, you just have to subscribe to us via Patreon or Twitch and get access to Discord and join in. It is very therapeutic, I've been told. So and I feel it's the same way. So uh, we also have Dads After Dark events like Monthly Mayhem. We'll have some new ones coming up in the new year. So stay tuned to us and the Dads Art after dark show listen to them for details on events they got going on and then our also retrologic side of things if you go check them out they got a monthly retrologic retro rewind that they do uh and you can go to our retrologic channel to learn more about that or the their own discord to learn about that there as well and even vote for which games they play for retro rewind so lots of stuff going on in the communities um for the table, you have to, you know, be a Patreon or Twitch, but, um, and then for Monthly Mayhem, you also too have to do that too. But for the Retro Logic Re- Retro Rewind, um, you can go join their community for free, and that's and it is also another awesome community out there. So nice. That's it for events. Let's go on to what we've been playing now. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> All right, it's been a few weeks since we've been able to talk about what we've been playing, so we've got a stockpile of games to talk about uh, and to get to get off our chest because we've been er, scratching at the bit to be able to uh, talk about these games. So let's start with you, Justin, what you've been playing for the past few weeks. Yeah, the only game I've been playing last few weeks is Prince Persia Lost Crown, which is uh, out now, right, for everyone to to purchase and play, and I know people got early access to it. Uh 18 almost 19 hours in at 50 percent uh i was grinding didn't play it much this actually we had some some people visiting uh and down here and then i was saying to the pre-show i actually got like super one of the things i really like about the game is just how much accessibility and customizability you have in regards to your gameplay and 
and they do have a couple of of uh, like um, assist modes to be able to assist in areas that you're struggling in. I actually, um, I don't mind a good area where like you just you just gotta like you, this sounds bad get good right like i'm gonna grind i'm gonna like there's some spots where you've got like dash double dash oh, yeah, jump yeah you definitely just gotta get right? used to that timing there's some, and there's some right? spots where you just kind of learn right yeah and i knew you know and you you make a little bit more progress and maybe you, you know you go back you try again you get die and you make a little more progress in this and i had i had probably died there a couple of times and this like warning pops up on the screen which was you can actually jump through this area by using an assist portal would you like to do that and i was like no moving on right it was sort of a reminder and i was like get out of here right uh but i had uh i got to a boss uh and i don't want to tell say what was spoiled which boss it was but i got to a boss fight and i just i was just getting destroyed all the time i spent like 45 minutes just playing constantly at least and just not getting any further not finding the right moves that i need to, to complete right not you know yeah. just and so i just like i'm i'm this is this is actually stopping my progression of the game like i'm getting to a point where i'm like am i am i stopping to playing am i stopping playing the game because i can't get past this and for me that was like a super frustrating moment right because i was like I, like i have loved so much more of this game and this one moment and i know that it's a skill right and so yeah I just went into the difficulty mode and went custom and scrolled down to enemy <laughs> and I del- and I and I just like scrolled their their striker or, or hit box or not hit box but they're like how many points I get taken away from when I get hit down right. pretty low and then I was like and we're going to go back to the boss fight and congratulations on my first try <laughs> yay I killed him Right. right. And then and then I moved on to the, like then the cutscene occurred and we did the vent and I did the thing and then I went right when I was done Went back into settings, put myself back to the regular, like I think it's called warrior mode, which is normal. And then I was on and I was just like sort of encouraged by. I think sometimes there's so much of this like toxic um, gamer culture around like just get, you know, and I did say before, like, just get good. Right. Like it's you got to grind. And and I think, you know, we are we are in a time now for playing games that we can say, like, no, like that's really that's that's not enjoyable for me and it's taking away from my experience so you know what i i want an assist i want a uh, a help mode to to do this one and then i got what i needed awesome and now i'm now i'm in right and i beat yes. the boss and then i just like and then i was able to keep exploring and doing what i want to and it's still challenging game i still find it hard so i guess like just if you're me and, and i will tell you with prince of persia lost crowns the bosses are hard like and I'm on warrior normal mode or whatever it is. They're hard. Like it, you, you are going to get to them and you're going to like, you learn patterns, you learn their cues. Like you do every game. Right. And then you think about like, why do I, every time this thing happens, their move, I die. What am I doing wrong? And then you're like, wait, wait, what, what abilities do I have again? Oh, right. I can do this and this and this and this. And then you start to like put the pieces together of like, oh, there's the, Okay, so I need to dash there. I need to teleport there. I need to use this box thing. Like all of those sort of pe- double jump, like all those pieces. And you're like, now I've got it. Right. And when all of that comes together and you're able to like defeat them, per- them, that feels great. But there are also times like, like, no, I'm just going to fix yeah. my skill. And that's why I stopped playing the demo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's, and that's okay. Right. Like I, like I'm loving it. I'm 20, like I said, almost 20 hours in, um, I'm I'm heading up to heading up to see my folks this weekend. I'm gonna throw my switch in my bag, right? Probably you know lay in bed in the morning when I wake up and 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 play a bit for a while. But like Prince Persia Lost Crown, 
if you haven't played the demo, play the demo. You may not, you may not like the demo like Jesse did, uh, but it's out yeah. there. You should try it. I'm also it. not a fan of the combat. Yeah, and that's okay too, right? So that's that's all that's that's all I've been playing. That's it. Nice. And then we've all, like Jesse said, he's tried it in the demo, but we've all played it. Um, Marty's playing it. Uh, and I've I've been playing it as well. And we talked about it in pre-show. I actually showed you one of the things I was doing. And you were like, oh, I didn't do that. So Yeah, that was great. I was like, oh, thanks. Uh, but I'm only seven hours and something minutes into it. Uh, and just in one of the first, first bigger areas uh, that you jump into. So, but I'm having a lot of fun with it. It is, if you, I would say if you loved Metroid Dread or the 3DS Metroid uh, game, then you'll probably dig this um, and set it at the difficulty level that you're good at. It's like, I'm yeah. not a good enough gamer to be as difficult as some of the settings they have. But uh, I, right now it's set to normal and I'm sure I'll probably be playing with that setting too when I get to certain bosses. Um, and, but and like and like there's and there's no shame. No, in, in, no, in it's, adjusting right. Like I'm playing to have fun um, and, with a little bit of challenge. So I didn't go down to the story mode level, but uh, yet. But uh, you know, I st- I kept it at the you know the the level they intended when they designed the game. So mm. uh, for now. Um, but the other thing I like too, is the, uh, if you don't like parrying as part of the mechanic, then you probably won't like this game because there's a lot of parrying and timing with that as well. And there's a lot of dodging. So you got to get used to that. So there's parrying and dodging and, yeah, w- uh, attacks. W- w- what I described, what I didn't like about the demo, I said, what is this? A platinum game? <laughs> yes. So... Uh, but I really like the parrying and dodging mechanics in this. It seems very easy to pick up, very intuitive, um, and feels great when you're successful and you are really zoned in on those moves. There was a, a there was a couple recordings I made too. It was like it wasn't necessarily parrying or dodging, but it was a slide kick move that I was able to kick a bad guy right into some spikes, and I was very proud of that moment. So I recorded it. So as you should, as you should. <laughs> So, but it felt the combat feels really good in the melee, the melee combat and all that kind of stuff. And then the ability to collect the amulets, like you said, to help with mm-hmm. deciding how you want to fight as a fighter and uh, help you retain some abilities. Like there's an amulet to help you regain some health after blocking or something like that. Or uh, a couple of other element a- amulets do things too to help you um, with playing. Uh, that's how you can customize how you play, how you play as a play uh, gamer. And I found that really fun and exciting. And I kind of uh, alluded to in the pre-show about it feeling almost like a rogue light game where you pick things in order to make a run. Um, so, but you don't lose these things. You get to keep them every time. So, <laughs> and, like and I think like the amulets is a great example of like, I didn't really play with my amulets very often. Um, but like in that last ba- boss fight where I was like really getting destroyed, I was like, I need to like change these. I need to adjust. I need to, to make some, what works some, best. some corrections. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So yeah. Prince of Persia, the lost crown. It seems to be a good game to start off 2024, especially mm-hmm. if you're in a Metroidvania type gamer, uh, or as Nintendo likes to call them search adventures, search action games. Search action games, I think it's it is. Interesting, so interesting title. Uh, I heard that. I was reminded of that by uh, 
Seth over there, uh, you know, $2 hero. Yeah. He mentioned it in his, over there at their show. So I was like, oh yeah, that's right. The search action games. It makes sense because Nintendo can't call their own Metroid game Metroidvanias because, you know, then, then it would also include a game they don't own. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a great point. Uh, actually. But, all right. So, Jesse, what else have you been playing other than, than trying out Prince of Persia? Okay. So, I, I have a whole list of games from all over the place. So I want, want to start with this is a board game that I got for Christmas that I forgot to mention uh when we, when we talked about our christmas gifts a few weeks ago it's called abduction d Ooh. with a d-u-c-k uh so do you, do you remember i took i told you when my daughter was here for thanksgiving she left all these little plastic ducks all over the place that we, we were finding this game is pretty okay. much based around them okay so, so that's, you have, that's the reason why you have d-u-c-k in the middle of du- abduction yes <laughs> so like we only played it once, so I don't try, try to remember the what we, we or how it was played. We each have these little boards that are like five by two. We were able to place ten random ducks on there. We draw out of a UFO. Uh, Sounds amazing then, already. <laughs> and then our cards help us to rearrange the ducks in different different orientations. Yeah, because there's different colors. There's four different colors ducks. So yeah, and you're trying to match colors and orientations against options available on other on another set of cards. And if you can match it, then you win the card, and that's your points. Some are easier to get; they're only worth three points. Some are harder to get because they might require six out of the ten spaces and require two different colors. So and those could be ten points. So then whoever has most points wins after whatever the end game criteria happens. So it was a fun, fun little game. Nice. Uh, then abduction. Abduction. I, abduction. I think I first, It was really uh, Facebook ads was spamming it all over the place uh, you know, before before the holidays. I don't know if they still are. <laughs> Well, it will now for me because I'm looking it up. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, I just yeah, said yeah, abduction, the board game. You hear that, Facebook? Abduction, the board game. There we go. <laughs> you heard Facebook here. You heard me. Yeah. Let us know next week if they start throwing ads at you. All, All right. right. So, Sea of Stars. I am so frustrated right now with that thing. I was able to get all 60 conks. Uh so, Congratulations! Right? So I have access to the end game, Ooh. and you know, again, I'm I'm stuck in the middle of the end game trying to finish this thing. Uh, what are like, you stuck on now? Was it uh, trying to catch a glowing fish? Oh, that thing. Okay, yeah, because you need it for yeah. It's it's a key to the next 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 section. Yep. Yeah, that was. I remember that one. And it's not. I had to fight not, with that one a lot, that fish a lot. It, it, it never bites. So, I, like, how the hell am I supposed really? to catch this if you don't bite? I didn't right. have a problem with it biting. I had a problem reeling it in. Did you do any of the other fishing events or quests yes. to maximize your fishing skills? No. Okay, I have. <laughs> okay. 
And uh, I didn't know you. I didn't know that it got maximized. I thought it was just fishing to get different fish to make recipes. Yeah, it, if piece. once you open the fishing pond in your in your Terrytown type of city, I forget what they call it, uh, then the more d- unique types of fish you catch, oh yeah, grants right, you yeah. upgrades. With yeah. I think twenty three or twenty four is the maximum. I okay. think twenty three. Got it. Yeah, I was so, I I was able to a bit every time. I just reeling it in was my issue. Yeah, a, a lot of the upgrades do help with the reel it in, but it just it doesn't bite for me. It just so I'm confused. Yeah, we'll have to. What are you playing it on again? Switch. Which? Okay. Hmm. Okay, but I'm you know I'm probably right there near the end of the game. <laughs> well, kind of. I got a ways to go. Yeah, because there's this event will allow you to get a recipe that will help with fighting the last boss. Okay. So. Okay. So, okay. During the holidays, Steam always has big sales. So I saw that the Daniel Mullins games. Uh, inscription, oh, yeah, the hex, yeah, and right. Pony Island were on a discount. They had a bundle for like twenty bucks t- for all three of them, mm-hmm. or something like that. But s- since I already owned Inscription, by I, I was able to get the other two games for under three bucks. So I gave nice. Pony Island a try, and it's it's definitely a weird game. It, it starts off with like you're this pony and you're just jumping over hurdles. It's, you know, stupid, tedious, and then, like, something in the game programming starts talking to you, and you have to, like, go into the game's code to change things around to give yourself upgrades so you can go further. (laughs) Okay. uh, I don't know if it's a game I'll ever finish because, it, it, you know, I just don't play on PC as much as I used to, but... You know, it, it, again, it's 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 Daniel Mullins. So if if you like right. that type of game, it, it's that type of game. I haven't tried the hex yet, but do want to give that a try. And then of course we know that Pony Island Two is coming out probably twenty twenty five, maybe twenty six. He wasn't even sure when he did the trailer. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sometime yeah. in the future. Yeah. Then also. On uh, what was it? Epic Game Store had a thing where they're giving away like a free game for like two weeks yes. instead of their normal once a week uh, game. And Human Resource Machine was in the rotation, and that's a game that I played on the Wii U. Yeah, and, uh, and along with its sequel on the Switch, Eight Billion Humans. And uh, I I didn't. I didn't play all of it, but I think I played like 85% of the game in like a day and a half. <laughs> Did you? Wow. Is it because you just remembered some of the solutions or, or just because it was, it's an easy it's, thing? It, well, it, it, it's easy. It was easy for me. It's because that's the way my brain works, but I think most people wouldn't be able to go that fast. Okay. <laughs> you know, near Fair the enough. end, you started getting into sorting routines that were kind of difficult. Okay. But uh, I might go back and finish that. And then I might go back and play 8 billion humans again. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> then 
you know, I talked about Cubic Games had a set of, of free games going on during the holidays as well. We talked about that. One of them was Cat Lord mm -hmm. uh, that I gave a try. I've never played Vampire Survivor, but this looks like a spoof of that. Okay. The yeah. Cat Lord one? Yeah. Okay. So you're just, you're in the middle running around this area where just swarms of enemies come towards you and you're just shooting whatever one's closest to you. And yeah, you're kind of trying to collect what the items that drop. And if you get enough points, then it unlocks the next area. But if you don't, can't unlock the next area, you can use that the most points as a currency to buy upgrades for your next run attempt. Okay. But you know, it's like one percent increase. So I'm like, okay, you have to buy fifty of these for it to be really meaningful. <laughs> so yeah, it's a grindy game. So I didn't play much of it. Uh, I did. I picked up the uh, one you posted. Was it today for mob control? Yeah. Because I didn't, I wasn't getting any of the other games. I got kind of a mix of those already, but it, there was other ones I wasn't interested in. But the mob control looked interesting. Yeah, that one's kind of like one of those games that looks like the fake game ads you see. Yeah, on mobile, almost games. like mobile game. Yeah, um, but yeah. it looked like it was it was it had some card mechanics too in it. So I didn't. I I played like I played it for about five minutes and didn't understand what the cards meant. So. Okay. It, it the, the video looked interesting though, where you're just basically sending mobs of people against their mobs of people to try to take them out. Right. So it looked interesting. Okay. The, the last two games I want to talk about are in television homebrew that I picked up and played. One of them is Space Panic. And I'm like, the name sounds familiar, but I couldn't put it, I couldn't figure out why where did i hear this game of before and as soon as they loaded it up i'm like oh yeah i loved this game as a kid on the arcade uh basically it, it's a single screen game with ladders and platforms and the, all these monsters and you have to like dig a hole have a monster fall into it and then fill the hole up to make them drop down to the next level too that's how you kill them if they, if you don't kill them fast enough, they'll crawl out of the hole and could level up, which in, in their leveled up states, you have to have them drop through two floors in order to, to that sounds scary. kill them. <laughs> you know, and, and all this with a time limit. Time, I do not like time limit games. <laughs> they stress me out. So you have a time limit. You have, you know, touching the, 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 the enemies is, is a death. I th you can fall down your own holes, and I think that's fine. But yeah, it's so it's it's it, it's a lot going on quickly, and I, I was able to play far enough in that I actually got to the third level of monster, where you have to have the th the enemy fall down three levels, which is like more than half the height of the screen. Mm. So that's a, a lot of pre-planning you have to have, and of course, if if a monster falls into a hole and then crawls out. It fills the hole in. So if okay. you're trying to set up a three-hole dive and someone a monster lands into your second layer, you've got to go back down and fix it again before and go back to the top and hopefully try to okay. get that level three to land in that top hole so you can make it fall down. 
It does sound like a lot going on. Yeah, so <laughs> it, it, I'd say I'd suggest you look look up YouTube for a video just to see how it's played. I, I don't right. think this is. It, I think it was a a game that was popular in the eight bit computer era, but wouldn't have been in any home consoles. So Unless they recreated it some way somehow, and yeah, I, like I don't think this is on the NES, but there's like definitely a Commodore version. There's an okay. there's an Atari four hundred version, I'm sure. You know, so it's there's an Apple II version, I'm sure. It's just, it's just that was the era of that type of game. It was made in like eighty eighty one. Okay, <laughs> so it's very rudimentary, simple graphics. Even the art in the arcade and. The, the Intellivision is a little bit bulkier because of how the, those sprites work, but it, they mm-hmm. they all it, it plays the same. And speaking of playing the same, the second game, which surprised me that it would e- such a thing could even exist, someone ported Dragon Quest to the Intellivision. Right. <laughs> and so remember, the Intellivision has these plastic overlays that tells mm-hmm. uh, tells you what the keypad does. So, so I'm showing now trying to show on the screen what the overlay would look like. And I'm not having much luck. You just got to put it in front of your face. No. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's got your commands. Just if you remember the original NES, you had, you know, talk, stairs, item, take, door, search, status. So they were all assigned to buttons. Yeah, they were also available through just the regular menu as well. But, you know, you know, newer versions of Dragon Quest has uh, quality of life improvements on it. Like you step on stairs, you automatically go up or down. You don't have to push the stairs button. You know, and <laughs> that's a quality get, of life. <laughs> it is. Let's go up the stairs, and you, and you get more XP for per battle, so the grinding isn't so bad. Now this is like a direct port of the NES version. Okay, it is slow. It you have to push the stairs button. <laughs> so that's funny. I, it, it was interesting to actually see it run on a television you know yeah. music and everything was great but i don't think i'm going to be playing this in completion <laughs> although it, it would take 30 to 40 hours with all this slow Just battles because of how slow yeah how slow it is yeah yeah where like when last time i played it when i played it on the I played it on the Super Nintendo port with an English translation patch. I played the game in like 10 hours. <laughs> so. All right. Okay. So that's everything I've been, I've been playing in the last three weeks. Nice. I just saw that we got a uh, subscription from Ebisel. So thanks, Ebisel, for that. Uh, I was trying to look at it a different way too, but it just disappeared on me. But thanks, Ebisel, for the sub. And if anybody else subbed while we weren't looking, we appreciate it as always. It's very cool. And I'm I'm guessing Ebisel did kind of the same thing I did and used we used our Amazon Prime um, subscription on Twitch is where I was talking about for yeah, anybody who's I listening. Have, so I have three days left, and it won't let me re-up with Prime and let, until it's fully expired. Where yep. they'll more than like gladly take my five dollars to right. to uh, continue the subscription before. I'm always reminded with a commercial when I come to the Nintendo Dads, and it's at yep. that point. That, that's <laughs> happened like, to oh, me only. There's a commercial. That's happened to me only once. 
All right. So the games I've been playing, uh, I talked about this earlier about my top 20 top games of 2023 outside of Nintendo. What I've been playing is Baldur's Gate 3 with uh, Sam and Shannon, like I mentioned. Uh, we did a run last this past weekend and uh, we're getting close, I think, to the end. So I think a few more. We've already maxed out our levels. Um, we did not mod the game to go beyond that, although we kind of talked about that. And I said I probably couldn't do it because I'm playing through NVIDIA's uh, GeForce now uh, cloud gaming. So I probably wouldn't be able to mod the game anyways there. But uh, we, we were flirting with that. Um, but yeah, I've been playing that there. Fantastic game. I can see why it was, you know, game of the year in places. So, um, my frustration is because I'm playing on a PC is the camera angles. Sometimes the camera get, gets in the things get in the way of the camera when I'm trying to pick the right thing to throw my magic at, you know? <laughs> so, and people have been hurt by my magic because I couldn't do it right. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I've also been playing. Um, I finished Sea of Stars in the time uh, in the last few weeks that we you know, couldn't talk about our games. I fin finished that. Um, I did not do New Game Plus because it was like as much as I love the game and as much as it's number one on my list for 2023. Um, I had to take, I had to do something else and play something else. So, um, but maybe, maybe I'll go back to it, especially because the DLC is supposed to be coming. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. And there is an alternate ending if you play new game plus. So, but new game plus means doing all of that over again, what I did in the, in that span of time. <laughs> so, uh, although I'm probably, I'm hoping it would be quicker. Anyways, because you keep keep all your powers and all your stuff in New Game Plus. All right, that was Eve Stars, and then uh, I beat Howl also as well in the past few weeks. That is the um, indie game that we saw at uh, a few indie directs ago, I think. Uh, but is that yep. a tactics game where you get six moves, and in those six moves, you can you got to decide where you're going to go um on a grid and you get card abilities on certain steps and there are only certain abilities that you can play on those steps so you got to strategize how you're going to utilize those cards or your own abilities to get through that board in a, uh the amount of rounds that you're supposed to get through like the when you start it, it'll say you got to get this done in three rounds. So you got to figure out how to get through that board with the enemies and obstacles in three rounds with only six moves per round. Uh, finish that it was a very, uh, very cool story. Uh, very worth finishing the game. It was a short game, too. I can't remember how many hours it was, but uh, I was able to get through it. I want to say less than 15 hours. So, and again, my 15 hours means probably people that are, you know, can play things faster, probably means 10 hours for you. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's a, it, it was a short game. So that was Howl. And I think that's available on multiple systems as well. Uh, I also picked yeah, I, up. I, I, okay. It was originally a Switch exclusive. It is coming out on other systems. I don't know if it has yet, but it will be. Okay. If it has. Thanks for that. 
Thanks for that clarification on that. I also picked up because everybody was talking about it. Cobalt Core. Um, that is a roguelite game, kind of like what I was talking about earlier with how I felt there were some elements of that in Prince of Persia. Uh, it is where you 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 get cards um, and you make a run with your characters on a ship to destroy other ships that get in your way through this path that you got to find uh, or that you go through um, and make a run through like this galaxy map. And the farther you make it, um, the the um, the better you get, the better uh, artifacts or relics that you get. I think I can't remember because it's been I, I my mind. I haven't played in a while since starting Prince of Persia. <laughs> so, uh, but it's basically it is a roguelike game where you got to make a run and try to get as far as you can without dying or getting your ship destroyed. Uh, there are upgrades along the way. You get ship repairs. Uh, you find out a little bit about the story, which if I remember correctly, um, seems like there's a time loop involved because you run one of your characters runs into themselves, but an evil version of themselves. So there's also kind of like an alternate universe type element to it. So there's more compelling stuff there than I want to play more of. But it's one of those things where it's a roguelite that I can just jump in at any time and try to make a run or two at some point you know, at any time in between some of these other games I'm playing. So I got that going on. Uh, then recently, um, yesterday, the 17th, I dropped a first look at The Cub, um, which I've been playing, which we also saw in the summertime at some of the summer shows, this game called The Cub. Um, it's basically you are, it's a story-driven game where where it's it's a platforming game but it's based on the games that you played in the 90s like the the Disney games like Aladdin, Jungle Book, uh all that kind of stuff, Lion King where it's difficult platforming where you there's a lot of challenges and a lot of um things you got to platform quickly around uh and then you solve puzzles and all that kind of stuff um to get through that board and the story while doing this you listen to a radio station from mars uh that tells stories about how uh, the character you're playing uh is stuck on the planet earth not stuck but they're they're a child who was left behind an orphan child that was left behind on earth kind of mutated and stayed on earth Still a kid, but was able is able to live on this planet without issues because the reason why people left Earth and went to Mars is because there was uh, Earth couldn't sustain human life. So lots of stuff going on there. So it's it's a really interesting platformer where it has this deep story. Uh, what do I call it? Um, not what not what I call it, but in books it's called um, speculative fiction. So it's based, you know, in the future, uh, future, um, that's another word I was trying to think of, um, traumatic type things that happen. It's kind of reminded me of that Wasteland Golf game that I didn't like. It is based on that. <laughs> and that's another game I'm playing is Golf Club Wasteland. It is actually in that same universe. And there's another okay. game called, uh, uh, I have 
it's only on Netflix right now, and I downloaded that for mobile. Um, it is called Where Are You? Come on, High Water. These three games are all in the same universe. So the Golf Club Wasteland game is based on the pilot who flew all the people from Earth, the rich people from Earth, to uh, Mars. Um, but lost his love of his life because he thought he was going to be able to come back and rescue her um, and couldn't. So he's he's very depressed and all that kind of stuff. It plays into a lot of these stories, but I think the golf game is showing his point of view playing this golf game and telling the story. Um, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Going back to the Cub, <laughs> it's still based on all of these things. And the high water game on mobile is also free um them leaving earth like the earth is getting ready to leave and that's the story of these people who are not rich enough to get on the rocket to go to mars but they're trying to find a way to get on that rocket so that's what high water is i haven't played that one yet but the cub is after the effects of several years or uh, maybe a yeah several years down the line where people were left behind some of them died off some mutated and got used to Earth's environment. And uh, the cub is is a kid who was left behind, is an orphan kid, who uh, messes with some of these rich people who come back to Earth and golf on the planet. That's the reason why you have Golf Club Wasteland. Right. Which is also able which is also a game on the Switch. And that's just a, and that's another game I started playing where you just it's just a golf game. Kind of like a mini putt putt, putt if you will, uh, where you're trying to get um par uh, a certain par number in order to unlock story elements uh, a diary if you will to, that tells the story of why this pilot is playing golf here on earth why the earth is the way it is and all that kind of stuff and there is stuff even though this game golf club wasteland came out in 2021 it gives hints of the cub in there. You can see like one of the boards, the cubs running in the background, not running, but you can see him peeking out from behind the fence at this guy That's playing awesome. golf. So very interesting and twisted type story. And it's very, um, there's a, the, the, the radio stations, which is in both, I think all three games, same radio station from Mars playing different songs they call it nostalgia radio or if it's after the fact or during the fact it was just uh just the radio station getting prepared for leaving earth but it's the radio station songs that i heard was people reminiscing about songs they heard in, at the time when they were on earth like what there's a club song that they play that you hear it's called repeat or something like that repetitive a repetition it's called repetition and it's very it's a fairy club song as it repeats. It goes, oots, 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 you know, that type of noise. So that's awesome. Long winded explanation of me explaining that I'm playing the club, which is we got the first look video out there on that. So you see me playing it for the first time. And then I also have a review of the game dropping uh, probably about the same around the same time this podcast drops. So that should be out there, I think, tomorrow or at the same time this is out out on a YouTube channel there. I have a review of the game and talk about my thoughts about this whole thing again. Like I just, just gave now. <laughs> so, so an easy recommendation, easy recommendation. It's a very quick game to get through. 
Um, I it's um a five to uh, four to five hour game, platforming game. Uh, there's collectibles in it, but I haven't found out whether or not the collectibles uh determine your ending or not. Um, it didn't seem like it did, but I didn't have any indicators of whether that did or not. But I missed like two collectibles through the whole thing. Nice. Uh, so I don't know if that warrants me trying to do another playthrough to get a better ending or not, but I didn't have any indicators of whether that was the case or not. Um, but it is, I do recommend that game, especially if you like that kind of uh, genre of speculative fiction, uh, post-apocalyptic type stuff. Um, so, yes. Uh, 1984, I think, was another thing I, I remember reading in high school. I don't know if anybody else had to read that book, yeah. um, but it kind of gave me those feels too. So um, between that and Golf Club Wasteland, I didn't beat that yet, but I'm trying to get through it because the story, again, is very interesting to me. And then, of course, Prince of Persia, which we've already talked about. Whew. Those are all the games I've been playing. And then Marty, he's, he wrote down he's been playing God of War, Ragnarok, especially probably getting ready for that new uh, Valhalla uh, DLC that just came out. So as we say, isn't the Valhalla DLC? Oh, yeah. Yep. I think I just saw it was announced that it was it dropped today. Nice. So. So he's been playing that and Prince of Persia as well. Nice. Yeah, I so, saw him arguing about a map about like, hey, you just got the map and then you took the map away. I the side, I guess it's a side quest where the map gets taken away and you have to go f- get it back. Yeah. So you didn't do that side quest yet. <laughs> I don't remember that one, but I was like, okay. Yeah, I, I figured I, something I, like that would be memorable. Yeah. Or you I don't use to, the map yeah. much. I actually don't use the map that much. Um, well, I shouldn't say that. Like, are you using the guided uh, one or the exploration mode? Uh, I used exploration for a the first bit for quite a while okay and then um when i was trying to like get ready for review because i thought oh i can maybe get this ready for review dumb me um <laughs> i would just went to guided and then i very quickly was like oh yeah i'm not getting this done for review and then i just stuck <laughs> with guided and i was like this is fine this, yeah this, this, this is doing what it needs to do i'm fine with this. i like guided mode because it kind of give it gives you a direction on where to go for your next you know, objective, if you will. Well, and and, I, and that's sort of the thing I would say about guided mode. Guided mode is like, yes, it is. It is guided, but it's like it's pretty light guided, mm-hmm. right? Like there's it just a adds marker a thing on your map. Yeah, yeah, there's the marker you need to go to. That's it. And you're like, yeah. oh, okay. Well, that's which is enough. something I'm used to with Metroid Prime games, and it and uh, I mentioned this elsewhere, but uh, obviously Metroid Prime being one of my favorite games of all time. I, that was built into the maps where it gave you, you know, question mark. This is where what's going on here. You need to go investigate. So it gave you an objective to go to. And even though you may not have had the whole map available, you saw it out in this, you know, s- the space on your map page that you need to go in that direction. And eventually you get a map and kind of goes from that. So I, I'm guessing they kind of had that idea, if, even though uh, Prince of Persian is more 2D than 3D. I think they got pretty much the idea from that game and maybe any others that use that type of method of, of drawing you to a map. I even Castlevania might've done it too. I can't remember. It's been a while um, where it kind of gives you, okay, you need to go off over here in the castle somewhere, you know? So yeah, well, good stuff. I think we've all caught up on our games we've been playing. So hopefully next week we won't have, as much the same stuff again, or the same stuff. Yeah. We don't have to carry this list over. 
But that's it. What we've been playing. Let's move on into our questions from the community. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, guys, are you ready? We got some really interesting questions this week, I, I think. I am uh, fascinated by what you <laughs> Right? All right. So uh, first question comes from Chris HL94. Will the Switch successor have a separate interface for OG Switch games like the Wii games on the Wii U? Hmm. I thought that was, that was an interesting take on that because I... I don't think it will because I think that's just an yeah two different weird. architectures, and that's it, why they had to go do that. It is pretty archaic. Yeah, you had to go into a Wii mode in order to play Wii games. Yeah, yeah. but I'm hoping not. I'm I'm hoping that that the Switch games can be alongside more the, of the 3DS type thing where you just pop in the yeah a DS game and you're playing a DS game. You pop in a 3DS game, you're playing a 3DS game. So. That's what I'm hoping for, at least. It's just maybe a different shaped cartridge. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, that's sort of what, that's sort of what I'm hoping for as well. Yeah. Like, All right. It should, it should just work without any mumbo jumbo. Yes. Yeah. Like, let's not overly complicate it. We don't need to. Exactly. Well, especially that's that's the scary part of all this, right? For some of us, it's like there. I know there's some people who are like. They they like the idea of Nintendo being you know different. Let's create something new. It doesn't have to be backwards compatible, or if it is, it's only briefly backwards compatible. Think DS slash GBA slot, you know, where it was like for a little bit of time there we had the GBA slot, but then they got away from that GBA slot, right? So yeah, or the DS, we, the, they dropped it with the DSI. Yeah, or the Wii eventually dropping the GameCube game readability um, or playability. So, um, but anyways, yeah, that, that's going to be, I don't think it's, we're going to have that issue. It'd be interesting though, because Nintendo does weird things. That's what I was trying to get at because you, you never know if they're going to. Weird Nintendo decisions, right? That's sort of Yeah. Like... There may be, maybe the next successor is a whole other thing and we may get a micro switch <laughs> yeah micro gba i i, I, th- I think they're <laughs> i think they're going to keep the same form factor for the cartridges which makes it universal right at mm-hmm. that point then um and then i also think that uh once once they do that 
I think the the cartridge sizes will be bigger, if that makes sense. There would be there definitely be yes, yeah. It's gonna be something that makes it bigger and fits in there too. But it, yeah, like I'm kind of hoping if, the new new cartridges might have more pins, which will support a faster transfer rate. That is somehow still compatible with the number of pins the switch carts have. Yeah, whether it's being a separate port or the same port, just reading the, the right number of pins i don't know i don't care uh, i just would like to i like to see the read read speed increased a bit it's gonna yeah. be interesting that's what i'm excited about it's scary but that's i'm excited to see you know what is nintendo going to do besides just giving us an um you know 8-bit to 16-bit type thing you know <laughs> Yeah, the, like it's it's a it's a real, real like you know this is a fascinating time for Nintendo. This is a fascinating year, mm-hmm. uh, and it'll be very interesting to see what kind of comes of it, right? So right, all right. Drew asks, I had planned on buying and playing Prince of Persia, but then I decided to give the demo a try. The game is super polished and looks great, but realized it is not for me due to the play style and being Metroidvania. So I will be passing. Was there ever a game where the demo made you not want to buy a game? We just heard Jesse's. It was Prince of Persia. (laughs) Was there any others, Jesse? I couldn't think of any when I thought, when I saw this question. One that I I remember that immediately popped in my mind was the original PS3 last of us game. I played the demo and just, did not get into it at the time. I don't know if it was just at the time. Of I think John's getting his pitchforks now. I know he is. That's why I wanted to say this. So <laughs> it was The Last of Us on the PS3. It was like I went to GameStop and canceled my pre-order because I was like, I just didn't get into the game. So, mm. um, yep. Had to I can't. Th- I can't think of any off the top of my head that have made me be like, yeah, no, we're not doing that. Um, Try and think if there's any. Yeah, I know. I'm sure there was others like that where it was like I played the demo um, and decided to not go with the game. Yeah, this one is slightly different because I got the game as a review code. But Mm -hmm. the original Dragon Quest Builders... I played the demo, and I liked what I saw, and I was looking forward to it. And when I played, when I got the code for the, you know, to, you know, from Square Enix, or um, I th- was hoping I could continue from where I left off, but at the, this time they didn't have that functionality. And now I think there is. They patched it in, but I just wasn't in the mood to start over. So I didn't play that game until after Builders 2 came out, played the hell out of that, and then I went back to Builders 1. Mm. And I was then then it was fine just because I had with that much time I forgot how, what I did in the demo. I think I also sense. played that on Xbox. Uh but really same game, really didn't matter much. Gotcha. And I do think and I do think that's one of those things of like first any game where Oh, by the way, your progress carries over like brilliant, right? right. Like nothing, yep. nothing gets me more frustrated than a, here is a, here is the first chapter of the game. And you put an hour into it. And they're like, cool. I'm going to have to do that. Redo that again. No, like, 
don't. That's so like, I boring. Lo- I, I, yeah, I love like <laughs> what Nintendo's approach has been, which is here you go. This is going to carry over and it just detects the file and boom, you're off to the races, mm-hmm. right? You jump in. Awesome. That's mm-hmm. what I love. The vertical slice that you kind of got from Prince of Persia, like uh, it gives you a flavor of the game, which is great. Um, yeah. It still felt deep- like the start of the game, but Did they it? started okay. you beefed up. I wonder if that was very much, you know, I didn't, I obviously didn't download it. I wonder if that's the demo that they had us play at PAX. I wonder. Mm-hmm. We were wondering we were the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't play it because I was so close to getting the game. I was just it's, like, yeah. oh, I'm not going to play it. it so it, it, it started off with you with a party story happens. Then everyone breaks off into their own direction and then you start playing. Hmm. That sounds like the beginning of the game. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly how the beginning starts. You start out, you don't have the map. You don't have the map at the start of the demo either. You someone, you find someone and they give it to you. Yep, that's the beginning of the game. But it sounds like they do beef you up in the demo because you don't. You definitely don't get arrows right away. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The the demo starts you with fifteen arrows. It starts you with six amulet slots and like six amulets to choose from. That, you know what? That would be cool for them to do. Uh, this is the other thing I like. We're okay. If you don't give me the save point, give me some items that I won't get in the regular game. Mm. Or give me some bonus items that maybe you get later on in the game, but because you play the demo, you get them early in the game. Like, give me an amulet that I won't get until later, but because I played the demo, I'm getting it now at the beginning. platinum points. <laughs> Right. <laughs> or give me give me some currency, you know, that I can use. So yeah, that would I, be an incentive to play the demo and try out the game too. It's like, okay, if I like it, then I then I know like an outfit too. Like even give me mm-hmm. a cool outfit that I can't get anywhere else, not even buying it anywhere else, but as long as you pay the demo cuz you can put an outfit or uh, different looking weapons on your character too. So you know, give me some of those type of perks. If I play the demo, I get X, that way. Y, and Z. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So I know that we got off the trail there, but yes. No, I think it's I think it's a great conversation. I think I think yeah. demos are such a vital part of gaming nowadays, right? And and like and it and it drives decisions. It drives whether you're going to purchase a game or not, of how it plays, and and getting games into players' hands early. I think is is critical, right? And so. Yes. I don't know. I'm I'm all for them. I like for I sure. I hope I hope that Donkey Kong and Mario has a demo that comes out. Right? Yes. I hope that right those I, are all good things for and 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 I you know the argument could be made of like well it's not really a good thing for for the publisher cuz like what happens if the game sucks and they don't buy the or game? Or like in Drew's case he played it and he decided not to buy it so that's a lost sale. Yeah. But like but you'd rather I don't know. You would rather have a good sale with good word of mouth than yep. than just being like oh i just blew 60 bucks on a game i'm not going to play because I, I hated it after you know yep. not being able to try it so um bb also flipped the question a beer beer cerveza he's yes. flipped the question and said were there any games that you were not interested in but the demo changed your mind yeah and i'll tell you like right now that was uh code another code recollection Right. Yep. I, I hadn't that like on a blush, I was like, that game is not a game that I would normally be playing. And then playing the demo, I was like, oh no, this is really this actually has my attention to the point where 
you know, it, you know, I'm going to be looking to pick it up or be playing it next week. Right. So, right. Right. Um, yeah. That's yeah, the same here. Cause I wanted to try it out and that's why I didn't do a video. Cause I was like, let me try this game out. And then, uh, yeah, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is great. I like I like how the story plays and the elements play." So that is definitely a more recent version of that. I know there's others too where I played the demo. I was like, "Oh yeah, I can pick this up." Yeah, so. and and I'll actually be honest. Like like originally when I saw Prince of Persia initially announced, I was like, "Oh, that looks good," but like, is it that good? And it wasn't until playing the demo at PAX West that made me go like, "Oh no, that really is that's up my alley." Yeah. All right. First time chat from Derpy S'mores. <laughs> Derpy S'mores. I like the name. Uh, he says, I'm finally here. I'm learning how to not become like my parents on an ad. So he got stopped by an ad before coming in here. It's kind of funny. Uh, and then, but he also said Nintendo really doesn't have many titles I'm interested in. And that's fair. I'm I'm curious about how Princess Peach is going to is going to fare. Are you guys interested in that? I know we've had some back channel conversations about it, but like, yeah, I like am. I mentioned, like I mentioned when Marty asked, like what games we were going to, you know, pick up or whatever. And it was like, I'm interested in all of these, but in outside of what we do, I wouldn't be able to afford buying all of them. Right. So I would have to pick and choose. So if I keep that same mindset, it's like, I'm interested in all of them, but I need to learn more about each more. Before I go and say yes, I I'm all in. The vouchers from the Japan eShop help a lot. Yes, they do. <laughs> even the vouchers from here to help a lot too. So and, and the the yen has gotten even worse since I bought the last set of vouchers. That's like oh really two two hundred like like uh, ten thousand yen is like sixty five bucks now. Where ten years ago it was a hundred bucks. Wow! So really, that the whole that's the. You're really saving some money there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think when I bought bought the last set, plus there was an overage uh, fee to, you know, for for ordering it from PlayAsia. So they they get their little bit of a profit. But even then, I I, I bought 10,000 yen for 80 bucks. Oh, wow. Nice. So if, again, it's probably cheaper now. Don't. You don't have to buy Japanese yen and go do the Japanese score uh, store to get save money. You can do the eShop vouchers now in the in North America, and uh, and uh, I'm sure in other areas as well. I know I think other areas even had it longer. That didn't yeah. stop like it did here in the U.S. Yeah, I think but... I think North America is the only region it stopped. It was yeah. So if, if you if you buy the vouchers and buy two games, you just, save 20 bucks more if it's a game like a zelda in there that was something yeah. but again if if you if you're able to maneuver the japanese shop and do it there you'll save a lot more yes due, due to the nature of the yen yes very very nice all right so next question is from mecca klondike brought back the choco taco and asked you to recreate it how would you create the perfect Choco Tacos? <laughs> I don't know if I know what a Choco Taco is. Oh, my gosh. You poor deprived man. <laughs> What's a Choco Taco? It's a, it's, uh, like a, it's a frozen dessert with, with ice cream with like a, in the shape a, of a, a chocolate taco. in the shape of a taco with a chocolate shell and nuts and uh, 
It was pretty it's good. in a waffle cone shell dipped in chocolate and it has vanilla well, I'm ice cream. I'm not going to say it. no to that. And yeah, in the U.S., they don't sell them here anymore. I don't know if there's, they still sell them in Canada, but the company that made them here stopped making them. So uh, cool. Mecca's asking if basically they put us in charge to recreate the Choco Taco. Would we, you know, how would you create the perfect Choco Taco? For me, it's just like, just bring it back out. That's perfect in itself. <laughs> just, just, just bring it, right? Like, okay. just, just bring the Choco Taco. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Or as uh, Derpy S'mores says, it's a dessert taco. A dessert taco. Yes. I like where it's going. I like the idea <laughs> of it. So, yep, it is. Uh, I, I guess I would know I would... how to improve it. You know, it, it, I remember enjoying them when I saw them in, in the in stores. I would, I would say maybe uh, getting different versions of it, you know, like do the original first, but then have like different f- flavors or maybe different kinds of ice cream in it. Or maybe there's some caramel in there somewhere or some a fudge ribbon or, you know, just different fudge ribbon. Sure, look uh, at you getting all fancy with your fudge ribbons. A cook it, cookies and cream version, you know. So you know all kinds of different ways because be, it's the same things you can do with a drumstick ice cream thing. Yeah, you could probably do with a choco taco. So today's show is not sponsored by Choco Taco, but <laughs> we're not against it. Right. Choco tacos, seriously, get one. It is lore in our uh, dinner table. Uh, conversations though that's why i think he asked that question so oh, okay is part of uh the dinner table lore. Yeah, it definitely feels like did i miss something did i miss a conversation <laughs> why is choco tacos coming up in, in a question yeah. that why is, is why. choco tacos trending yes zablock asked thousands of thousands of articles have been written about xbox making 10-year deals with nintendo to bring their games to the platform three questions Why does Xbox need to make agreements to bring their games to Nintendo? They can just do it. What is Nintendo offering back? And do these agreements exist? Do they actually exist? Well, it can't just be a PR stunt, right? For legal reasons, it cannot just be a PR stunt. Correct. So so they do have to exist. There's no (laughs) doubt about that. Um, why does Nintendo or why does play or Xbox need to? Well, I think in those cases, they were trying to justify their decisions and what they were doing. Yeah. It was more of a show to the, for the FTC show. Exactly. It was very showy. Um, I think the other part of it is that, is that Xbox understands and realizes they're in a situation that they need, they need, they're not winning and they haven't been winning for a long time. Yeah. And yeah. so they're going through the cycle that people that Nintendo did in the Wii U era where they're like, we should abandon the consoles and just go third party software. Yeah. And, and I, and I think <laughs> do the Sega really, I think what it is, is, is the decision that, Hey, we're not winning. We have to make a different strategy. And so we're going to pivot and change our strategy. Right. And so, so they're sort of going for the blue ocean strategy that the Wii 
we had back when it was originally there, which was like every like everybody wants it, everybody plays it, right? And so Xbox's strategy is more being about just being completely ubiquitous, right, and accessible wherever. Um, so I, I don't know what were the questions again. <laughs> why does Xbox <laughs> need to make agreements to bring their games to Nintendo? Why they why don't they just do it? Yeah, it's it's it, it is there is there is a there is a PR showmanship there. Look at us, we're playing with Nintendo and it's sort of like the the golden boy, right? Like let's rub close to that, maybe some of that shine comes to us. <laughs> right in some way like, "Hey, you know, if if you if you like Call of Duty or or you like these games, we're going to put them there, but by the way, they're actually on ours." Right? And so I think that's what their strategy is also going to be in regards to like Sea of Thieves being rumored right now for PlayStation. Um, obviously hi-fi rush being rumored for a Nintendo switch is a statement of like, if you love those games there, maybe you're going to love the sequels on our console. Right. And you're going to go buy an Xbox or buy a subscription. And so it's sort of a trying to bridge as much content uh, as they can. Right. And even if it wasn't the FTC thing, yeah, there definitely are agreements going on because Nintendo can just say, no, I don't want that game on there. And that's it. But you don't need a 10-year agreement to make that decision. That's more of a game-by-game basis. But I think, in general, the 10-year deal was more show for the FTC to show that, you know, to to let them purchase Activision Blizzard King. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there was no doubt that was a, that was a show. The other part of this question was, what is Nintendo offering back, if anything? That's just... They're offering their game being on their system. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know what the offer is for for Nintendo. Nintendo is like a, yeah, all right, you can put your stuff here. That's cool, right? Like, hey, we'll, we'll take thirty percent of your digital sales. Yeah, exactly, exactly, right? Like, like I don't, like it's a, it's a win win for Nintendo at all. Points. Yeah, I, we're not going to see, also, we're not going to see Zelda come out on Xbox. But the, but there also might be stuff like. You know, we would like Goldeneye. We think Goldeneye would be pretty cool over here. Okay, well, if you want Goldeneye, right? Uh, you scratch my back, I scratch your back. Right. Right? And, and and all the back scratching is good for Nintendo, but it is sort of like the, if we can get our, if you know, when you, when you load up Ori, right, and the Xbox logo comes up first, that's a weird moment, right? But you're like... <laughs> Ah, that's cool though, right? That's that's just cool. as weird as seeing MLB show time uh the show come up on and you see the PlayStation, you know, right. thing come up there. X, Xbox's statement of like playing to you know, we we played together better or whatever that thing is, right? Oh, that I'm, was I'm awesome gonna, time at, you know at, at that time too. Great to strategy. Oh yeah, great move, right? Like absolutely and just lit up PlayStation, right? I oh, love yeah, that. for sure. But like it made up for those times PlayStation lit up them up. <laughs> yeah. This will sound this is bad. how you trade a game. Right. <laughs> yes. You you don't you don't need you don't need to make that strategy or that statement when you're number one. Right. Right. You need friends and you need partners when you're not number one. Mm-hmm. And so Xbox recognizes they're not that. So let's partner with the other, like who's number two? Well, in this case, it's these people. Right. So let's let's hang out together and and and, and do that. So mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I and at the time Nintendo was number one selling console too at correct. the time yeah. because PlayStation couldn't get enough out. So but yeah, that's that makes sense. And we kind of figure helps it helps at all. I'm sure it's all the same things John was thinking too, but just kind of, you know, wanted to get our take on it. Um or and I'm sure that he might have something we'll have to listen to. Find out what his side of it is. Again, Zablon, I don't want to hear his if, side. I don't care. 
As a, for those who are wondering what I'm talking about, Zablanc again is John from our Dads After Dark show team. So um, if you want to hear their side of things, they maybe they already talked about this uh, or maybe they will in their upcoming show. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right. Uh, Darth Platypus asks, what sources do you guys trust on video game news, be it YouTube, websites, podcast, or the like? Where do you guys um, get your video game news? Yeah, my video game. I'll be honest with you. My video game news outlets. Uh, I I listen to kind of funny games daily every single day. I, I do like their content. Um, IGN is pretty pretty reliable and pretty strong source. Uh, game Explained. We're good friends with Andre, so that's always a good one as well. So some of that's news, some of that's opinions. I do I do like a little bit of, a little bit of that. Um, those are sort of like my big three that mm-hmm. I stick to. Right. Um, I think from a Nintendo dad's perspective, um, my Nintendo news and Nintendo, everything are sort of our big, um, I'll be honest, like at the top of the show when we're like, Oh, what's the news? Not a lot. Okay. Let's go (laughs) check the other websites. Did we miss something? Um, that's usually where we pull that information from along with like tweets or information that have come out or PR or press releases that we pull, but like um nintendo life is another one actually that's a big one so Mm -hmm. i think like yeah my nintendo news nintendo everything and nintendo life are my big uh like nintendo specific web pages i go to ign is of course you know ign is just huge right you know them from from everything so so they're pretty good and then from a um, video or podcast perspective i go to kind of funny and uh, game explain yep i play around with a lot of those too and um uh there's What's what's that? Uh um uh, Darius oh. more, not sure if I can trust a guy without a beard. Hey, this is a this this isn't bad. This isn't horrible, right? <laughs> uh I for for Nintendo stuff, because we're always trying to stay on top of the news, we keep up with that pretty good. But I like hearing other people's takes on the same news kind of topics we kind of talk about too. So I'll listen to Nintendo Drive. Um, or um, All In Podcast or Nintendo Pals. I'll listen to their takes on that kind of stuff or even um, IGN's um, and NVC, their stuff on yeah. that and and Game Explained. But they, uh, they talk about a lot of stuff over there too, but um, besides just Nintendo. But um, they got those guys over there uh, for a lot of the Nintendo stuff. Um, and then for other things outside of that, there's the Xbox Drive and the PlayStation Trophy Room um, that I listen to there, and then XEP as well. So I listen mm-hmm. to them for the Xbox stuff. And um, yeah, 
I think that's I'm it. Get, I'm getting love on my hairstyle. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Right. It is. It's a, it's a strong <laughs> style. It's a strong style. Yeah. Yep. Derpy s'mores. I was right. S'mores. Derpy s'mores. That's yeah, why I was for, laughing at the name. It's pretty funny. For like daily YouTube content, I try to watch uh, Spawn Wave channel. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. News, news Roundup every morning. He's pretty good. Uh, then he does like extra different type of show on the weekends, like Tech Breakdown or whatever. Just a, just a monologue of whatever else is on his mind that necess- yeah. isn't necessarily news related, but more opinion. Um yeah, on the video side, I listen to that and RGT85, I think is his name. Uh, yeah. yeah, I struggle so, with him sometimes, but yeah. I just, and, uh, I think it's funny sometimes what he comes up with. <laughs> and, and I also like uh, modern vintage gaming. He normally puts out a video every Monday. Yeah, yeah he's, Jeff, you know, he, Jeff Grubb's show is pretty good. I think he's he with Giant Bomb or, or someone, I can't remember who it is. But yeah, Jeff Grubb has a morning show as well. That That's pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Yep. And then as as I also sus- try to subscribe to as many of the big developers and publishers as I can, so they put out, uh, you know, they they put out trailers or release date notices just on you know in a ninety second YouTube video, you know, like I I subscribe to the Japanese Jupiter account just just to see what weird stuff they've got going on sometimes. And I think that's sort of, that's sort of an interesting thing to think about as well. And I know this is sort of stepping outside the question a little bit, but like, I think when, when you're in this space, you sort of have to be a student of the space. Right. And so you have to kind of be hungry and you have to like have your, you know, eyes open to like, what's going on, what's going on in the gaming market. What's go, where are, Who's covering what? What information is being said? How does that, you know, what are my opinions in relation to that? Where can those things come across? Um, what are, you know, like you sort of, you sort of have to become like, a, yeah, student is the way I, I would like always open, always curious, always questioning, because I think like for us, like we could just give a lens that's just Nintendo, which is great. Like we're good at that. We know that. But when we can put that in context on contextualize that with stuff like PlayStation and Xbox, and by the way, here are the sales numbers, but by the way, and remember, Nintendo doesn't do this. That provides so much more of a rounded, rounded response to our commentary, right? And so I think when you enter the space uh, of content creation, like you sort of have to, you have to do your research and that's tweets, that's subscribing to people, that's, that's watching other content that is, you know, looking at websites that's, you know, so there's, you just sort of have to, that's, that's your, that's your data. That's your stuff you're digging through. That's your, that's your inputs that you need for your outputs, right? In this case for a show and for content and to be, I think, um, pundits in that space. Right. So, yeah. Nice. All right. Uh, yeah, uh, Darth Platypus also asked, and what with the cold weather around, which Nintendo characters would you like to go skiing, snowboarding, curling with? Mm, thank you for throwing in <laughs> curling. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. I see what you did there. I, <laughs> mm. Mm. I don't know because I'd rather not be outside when it's cold. <laughs> mm. You know who I'd like to hang out with this weather? Who'd probably just be awesome? Would be the ice climbers. Right, they there know what's go. going on in this weather, like, and, they, or or plan. those penguins. Those penguins yeah. would be fun. Yeah, they would know how to slide around and stuff. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I thought they were portrayed so well in the Super Mario movie. I thought that was mm-hmm. brilliant. Yes. Yeah. All right. Last uh, question. Yeah. No voicemails. Uh, last question from Mikey Burgett. 
with the new year and a new round of stuff going in the public domain like Steamboat Willie, if you were developing a video game based on Steamboat Willie, what type of game would it be? What kind of game would it be? I would say uh, what would be kind of fun, I think, would be if uh, Dredge came out with a Steamboat Willie DLC where it was black that'd and white cool. <laughs> and you were Steamboat cool. Willie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be really cool. Um, but I, the new, new skin for, for the Wind Waker. I would like for it to be a... <laughs> um, murder mystery solving game where you have to go back through Walt Disney's back and forward in Walt Disney's history and time to determine who stole a key or, or did something. And you have to kind of piece together who the, who did, who done it. Who done right. It. But it's, but it mix, but it is a like yeah, time traveling the uh, heist sort of game where you need to go like back in in the past and yeah. the future of you, Disney. But if you have blended times and not everything's in public domain yet. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. All right. <laughs> there was a game that actually had a very uh, Steamboat Willie, um, Billy Rainbow. Was it Billy Rainbow? I ba- I kickstarted no. this game. I And it's, it's out right now on the Nintendo Switch and it looks like Steamboat Willie. And when they did the pitch for kickstarter i was like that is steamboat willie rainbow <laughs> bill the rainbow billy rainbow billy looks... you want to wanna pull that up that is a um that definitely had a very steamboat willie art style it's done by Manif- manifold entertainment we actually have a first look on our youtube channel if you're interested um but it very much sort of has a hey. Jake I obviously guys. didn't play that first look, so because no, I don't know okay. what that game is. <laughs> I I played that first look because I sponsored. Yeah, it that's right, I, you did. I that's right. It during okay. Kickstarter, yeah. yeah, but that sort of that reminded me of a Steamboat Willie. But nice, okay. Just like carts. I mean, obviously the other one that I mean, like obviously the other one that instantly when you think of Steamboat Willie, you think of Cuphead. Right, that mm-hmm. art style, that that like, so that's so I have a very hard time when you're like, what game would it be like with Steamboat Willie? I'm like, but just just do Cuphead, just make <laughs> Steamboat Willie a Cuphead skin, and you're fine, right? But that's yep. so that's so interconnected. I have to rewatch Steamboat Willie. It's been forever since I watched that one, but maybe you could even do a roguelite card based uh, game uh, for Steamboat Willie to get through that you know that river, cool. get through the challenges, but and use cards. Yeah, that'd be very cool. All right. That is our community questions. Thank you so much for that. And thanks for everybody who stopped by in the chat today, uh, like Darth Platypus and Mecha Dragon. I missed everybody who might have been before that because I didn't turn my chat on, you know, until late. Uh, Beer Beer's in here. And, of course, our new first-time chatter, uh, Derpy S'mores. So yep. thank you all for stopping in and there. Engaged Family Gaming was here too. I saw that, yeah. Nice. Yep. Yes. Like yep. I said, I might have missed some people from joining in late. So thank you all for that. And thank you all for the questions. Um, again, if you want to submit any questions, you can submit them through, uh, you send them any, submit them anywhere. But we usually ask in our community, either in Discord or on Patreon. So if you ever want to do that, just go over there and submit it. But until then... Uh, a huge thanks to all of our Patreon producers, Dave Ernsberger, Jacqueline Amira, RJ Kern, and our other 90 plus Patreons. 
Next, a special thank you to our 20 Twitch subscribers and over 1,426 Twitch followers. And a shout out to our 7,277 YouTube subscribers. Thank you, everyone. We would not be here if it wasn't for you. Whether you subscribe or follow or share us with anybody else or your Patreon and give us a dollar or more. Thank you all for that very much. It allows us to do the things that we're able to do here and hopefully be able to celebrate big our 10-year anniversary and 500 episodes this year. Check out our website at nintendodads.org for Spotify podcast feeds on our show, as well as the other Nindads family of podcasts like the Dads After Dark show and the RetroLogic family of podcasts featuring RetroLogic on Topic Retro, Retro Groove, and Film Logic. Our latest YouTube videos and tweets are there. Links to all our social medias, Patreon, and Extra Life pages. And, of course, our Nintendo Dads merch. In fact, if you go to nintendodads.org slash merch, you'll be able to see all our wonderful merchandise there and pick up a sticker or a shirt or a hoodie or a hat. But go check that stuff out if you can. That also supports us here at Nintendo Dads. Along with what else supports us is our sponsors, manscaped.com. Get 20% off your Manscaped order with free shipping with code NINDADS. And we also have HelloFresh.com, 50% off and no fee on your first HelloFresh order. And I believe that code is, and I don't know why I ever, I keep forgetting to add it here, but it's 50 NINDADS or is it NINDADS 50? It changes every month, actually, so you have to look at the ad read, yeah. Okay. All right. You know that oh. that you got to know what it is, right? I know, but I don't remember. I, I did the ad read like six weeks ago when I submitted <laughs> All right, it. So you'll probably it hear is. it sometime through here. Yeah. Unless you're a Patreon, you won't hear it. So you can contact us in most places by typing Nintendo Dads or emailing us at nintendodads at gmail.com. Or you can call in and leave a voicemail at 929-25-N-DADS or 929-256-3237. Big thanks to OC Remix for the music throughout the show. Download from your favorite podcast app of choice and please leave us a five-star review and a comment. Thanks so much, everybody. For me, Justin, Jesse, and Marty, we'll check you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Another Code Recollection is now live. Oh, nice. Thank you for listening to Nintendo Dads. Do you know who I am? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.